1: Whether training a new employee or enhancing your own knowledge, Natural Chemistry offers a comprehensive online training program that covers everything from basic water chemistry to maximizing efficiency and troubleshooting. Visit www.ncprotraining.com today. The pressure's on. So now i got to think of a an opening story to tell. No, you go. You go. Hey
0: guys, this is Rudy (laughs) with the Talking Pools podcast. Thanks for checking in with us. I am here with my co-host, Iguana Mama, Andrea (laughs) Nanini.
1: Oh my god, you're going to have to... I'm I'm not changing any of my handles, any of my socials. Hello, I'm Andrea.
0: (laughs) The mother of iguanas. Breaker of...
1: I do not birth (laughs) any reptiles. I prefer the, the whisperer term... Igu- a lizard whisper, iguana whisperer.
0: So we're up to reptile brothing. That's a great way to start this show. <laughs> you painted an incredible image in everyone's mind. So that's
1: what I do. That's what right I'm off for. the
0: bat, usually it takes you five minutes before you <laughs> you do something that makes people feel icky. Well,
1: I'm I'm warmed up. This is our second recording in one day, which we don't usually do. So it might be a little. This might go a little
0: south. Have you seen? The pricing on calcium hypochlorite.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: What the <gasps> f-
1: Um, I bought some trichlor last week. It was a hundred and it's like a hundred and twenty dollars for twenty two pounds.
0: A hundred and twenty for twenty two. So Something I like saw hundred pound buckets of cal hypo priced as high as eight hundred and forty nine dollars for a oh, hundred pounds. That's yeah, eight fifty a pound. Yeah, eight fifty a pound. Can you imagine? What par- What percent cal hypo? Seventy two. Huh.
1: Well, that's not bad. That's a lot. That's a fucking.
0: What do you mean that's not bad? The price. I is meant the percentage.
1: Horrendous. I know, but I meant the percent. At least they weren't trying to get you like some fucking bobo ass forty two percent cal hypo or something for eight hundred dollars. I
0: shared something the other day. We were just talking. I was just talking about this. I I did a live thing on Instagram, and I learned something because I wasn't aware, but the i shared 18 pound thing of hth it was 56% 56% i didn't see that right? yeah right and it was less than a buck a pound so is that a good buy or is it not a good buy i think it okay. less than a buck a pound it is but it
1: was like 52% or something right 56 right
0: which means that and and i did i didn't know this i i knew that it It would have additional stuff in it, and I thought, like most, the additional stuff would be hydrated lime, which is comprised of other calcium products. But is that why you get that
1: like dust fallout afterwards? Hold on, hold on. Is that why you get that dust like fallout afterwards?
0: No, and you're going to find this super interesting. So what I did find out after a couple of people said, "Hey, I think I'm pretty sure this is what they're doing." I made some phone calls, and I found out that they cut this stuff with Epsom salt, which is magnesium.
1: Magnesium, which we don't like in our pools.
0: Because what do we get?
1: Oh, my God. You get magnesium hydroxide if you have a salt cell.
0: And how do you know it's there? Because- your pool snows. Your pool turns into a snow globe. Before your pool turns into this friggin' snow globe, right? What about your calcium hardness test? What happens there? You know this.
1: Oh, 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 yeah, yeah. Um, you get those dots. You get the purple dots in your sample.
0: Right. So those little purple d- dots where the liquid starts to coagulate while you're running People the get calcium hardness test. confused by that,
1: by the way. Sorry.
0: Andrea interrupt us drink are you ready people get
1: confused by that should we describe it better is there a better way to talk about that because i've said it to a couple people and they were like what the hell are you talking about
0: when your solution turns into a lava lamp when you're yeah liquid to titrate while you're titrating if it starts to begin to look like that lava lamp thing where it separates and kind of like oil and water it finds its
1: It looks exactly like a lava lamp.
0: Right. More severe with the higher levels of magnesium hydroxide. But as magnesium magnesium in the water, everything in the water passes through that salt cell eventually, right? And everything that's in the water as it passes through is subject to electrolysis, including the water itself, where we end up with high pH. Well, we get hydrogen gas, right, which bubbles off, and that's part of what gives mm. us the high pH. We also get sodium hydroxide, right? The hydroxide from the water molecule with the sodium from salt as that dissociated into sodium and chloride. So we get that. That gives us sodium hydroxide, which is also known as caustic soda, which is lye, which is one of the most base materials on the planet. So that's part of the reason our pH gets jacked up, right? Okay. But the water, like I said, like I said, in electrolysis, splits and we get hydroxide and we get hydrogen gas. The hydrogen, well, we get a hydrogen that hooks up with another hydrogen. Then we have hydrogen gas and that bubbles off. But the magnesium as it passes through that can hook up with the hydroxide. That's when we get magnesium hydroxide, which is also known as milk of magnesia. And while we're titrating our test, that's what causes those globs of the lava lamp lava lamp cloths. We will be
1: handing out your test sheets at the end of this episode.
0: No test sheets. No (laughs) test sheets required because we've gone through this. We've gone through this to one extent or another at different times. But what's the problem now? Now we get the snow globe under what condition though when the pH spikes? Correct. When the pH spikes, magnesium hydroxide, again, which is also known as milk of magnesia, is an Excellent flock.
1: Wait, isn't that what is it? Isn't that Xlax?
0: It's very similar. If you're not regular, your doctor may recommend it, and it will (laughs) help you to get shit moving.
1: (laughs) Literally, it'll help with your it'll
0: help with your flow. If there's a traffic jam in the Hershey Highway, it's gonna clear the route.
1: Oh no! (laughs) Anyway, or you could just drink some of your pool water. You know. (laughs) Well, again, we
0: try not to drink the butt water. In this case. It's a little too close. Mm -hmm. But whenever there's a spike in pH, it's going to flock and it's going to precipitate out. And it's going to look very different than the calcium precipitation. the snowflaking that you see when the cell reverses polarity and kicks out, right? Right. That's that's
1: like bigger, flatter, like crispier chunks. What we're talking about is like fine dust like a powder um that you can make snowballs out of
0: like a paste consistency
1: mm.
0: it wouldn't stick together if it wasn't
1: it's not sticky it's it it is well, dry it sticky only
0: like paste but it's, like it's, wet paste.
1: no more like wet sand it stuck together Let's call it, it stuck t- schmutz. It, no it because that implies gooiness and this is dry schmutz?
0: Yes. I don't see how schmutz implies gooey It
1: implies gooiness. It's anyway, this material is almost like almost like sand that you get on the um the coast that is opposite from me in Florida. Where's that? Sanibel, like Naples, like that coast like it's like that fine powdery stuff.
0: Okay, no 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 no. What's going on here is we're talking about two different things. All right. So basically, three types of precipitation you can get if you have a salt cell. One, the flakes. We know that's calcium carbonate. That happens when the cell reverses polarity. It kicks off the calcium and that goes floating out into the pool. And that does appear to look like little flakes uh, or scales, right? Literally looks like fish scales almost on the floor of the pool. Then you have the schmutz the gel that i'm talking about this is magnesium hydroxide milk of magnesia when the ph spikes it actually creates a flock and that settles out to the floor of the pool and it does have a little bit of a gel like consistency i call it wet paste because that's what it reminds me of what you're talking about something totally different those little piles of white powder that you get that's magnesium silicate That happens when you have silicates in your fill water or in your pool water, which would really only get there from the fill water. But that's when you get those little piles of white powder.
1: Wet, gritty, fine sand.
0: Pretty much. And we also can't rule out lime, which is, of course, calcium hydroxide. That's always a possibility as well. So I guess that's four things, not three. Three of which you can make into a snowball if you do it correctly. <laughs> anyway, you get this shit on the floor of the pool. Is it a big concern? No. Well,
1: for people that don't know what it is, but it doesn't go away. You can vacuum it, but it's going to come back, and that's what freaks. <laughs> Hold on, shit. Excuse me.
0: Talk back to me. Huh?
1: That's where people freak out is because they think they vacuumed it all away, and then they're like, "Oh, I still have all the people will think that it's undissolved salt." So if that gives you well, a clue to its consistency,
0: it doesn't go away. It does go. What they scooped out goes away. It's it, just that it's continually producing more
1: because it's the salt cell that is
0: causing it. Correct. Because of the magnesium in the water, it's going to be continually generating.
1: Now I've had, had that flack. I've had that magnesium happen in a non-salt pool before.
0: It's possible.
1: I know because it happened. I just told you
0: <laughs> what. Wow. <laughs> What the hell?
1: I well, I don't know how it happened. <laughs> I was only at the pool like twice. It was one that I would just like went to look at, and it's somebody else's. But it might not. It might not even be this company. It might be the last company. I don't remember. But yeah, it was a chlorine pool, and it had that flake in
0: it. More than anything, what's going to happen is it's going to alarm your customer. So when you see those glops in your test when you're titrating the calcium hardness. You should let your customer know, hey, this is a condition of your water, period. This is a condition of your water. You have a salt cell. Your pH is going to be high from time to time. This is going to happen. No biggie. We'll scoop it out. We'll vacuum it out when we come out. I just wanted to let you know ahead of time that you may see this from time to time because of your water. If they ask you if there's a way to prevent it, the answer,
1: not really i mean there are things you can do but none of them are really a guarantee at all because well, that's not true yes it is because no, no matter isn't. yes it is i mean you could get the magnesium out but you know
0: the answer is better ph control if the ph doesn't spike then you don't get the stuff on the floor of the pool
1: well there's that but that is not possible that's an answer
0: and it is possible
1: Not, not for like a week, once a week visit. If you have water features, you have the salt cell. I'm not disagreeing with you. It
0: sounds a lot like you are.
1: (laughs) I absolutely agree. That is, that is, no, no, no. That is one of the best things that you can do. In fact, the worst pool, the, the snowball pool that I had it in, I got it to go away and it stayed away for months and months and months, but I turned off the salt cell for like two months. And then I got the pH to stay, you know, low and I made sure my alkalinity was low on the low side, not like low, low, but I made sure though both of those stayed low. Then I turned the cell on and it didn't come back.
0: Being the gun here and just jumping right into my customers aren't going to pay for that. I did. Well, pretty much because that's why they would have to deal with it. Otherwise I would sell them automation.
1: Oh well, yeah, you could do that.
0: You could oversize the cell that could work. Because that'll help to keep the pH in check because it won't have to run as long to hit the target chlorine level, which means that it won't be running as often. You won't have as much of this stuff in the water. That's a possibility. You could add borates to the water. That'll help establish a buffer to prevent the pH from going upward.
1: Right. But my point was just that there's always the possibility that the conditions can return back to favorable for this scale. There
0: is, but you can absolutely do something to prevent oh, that sure. pitch from going up. I didn't, I didn't mean not- to argue that. Rudy and Andrea will be right back with more Flock at Fridays after these messages.
1: Aquastar's new pipeline cartridge filters, available in two sizes, deliver top-notch hydraulic efficiency along with best-in-class filtration performance approaching that of DE filters. Uniquely designed open pleat spacing means 100% of the media square footage is usable, and these claims are backed by NSF test results. Designed with a pro's time and comfort in mind, the patented double locking system improves safety and ease of access, making filter cleanings faster than ever before. Available now. Ask your supplier for pipeline filters today.
0: Blu-ray all day. (laughs) Pool Magazine is the hottest new publication for the pool and spa industry. Featuring up-to-the-minute news on what's happening in the pool world in a fresh new stylized format with our mobile-friendly app. Pool Magazine is the app for keeping your fingers on the pulse of the pool industry. You'll find featured news, editorials, podcast, videos, and more on the Pool Magazine app. Download on Google Play and the App Store. Okay, let's get back to Cal Hypo really quick, because that's what I wanted to talk about. So when you're looking at the lower percentages, anything less than 63%, they're cutting that, and they're cutting it with Epsom salt, which is magnesium sulfate. If you do have a salt cell, yes, then in the electrolysis process as it passes through the cell, you will end up with magnesium hydroxide, which is that gel that I was speaking about. The reason they cut these with salt, it's usually only for the big box DIY stores. And those stores want it at a lower percentage because this way it actually drops the oxidizer classification of the product. So it does also aid in reducing insurance costs on carrying that volume of a higher oxidizer product. So that's why they're doing it. So is it still a good value if you can get the stuff at less than a buck a pound? Absolutely. Absolutely, because if it's less than a dollar a pound and you're looking at five, six, seven dollars a pound for the stuff that's not cut, you could use five pounds of this stuff before you actually got to that cost. But as far as using it in a salt pool, absolutely not. I wouldn't do it. Just for the reasons we've already stated.
1: <laughs>
0: you can't really remove the magnesium unless you do something like RO or re or just drain and refill as long as it's not in the water supply.
1: Or your uh or your patio decking because we discovered that coquina yeah, coping. Kind of st-
0: coquina. That was it. Uh-huh. Coquina.
1: Coquina has a lot of magnesium, apparently. Um, and I had a pool that was just, I had the weirdest. I think I talked about this. The calcium test was insane. I had to ask Wayne about it. It, the, I just won't even describe. We'll save it for another one because I have the pictures of it. So we'll save it for another episode.
0: So which takes us into a whole other concern when you have a high level of sulfates in the water, I believe it, I think the magic number is 300 parts per million, but when the sulfate level, which nobody checks for exceeds 300 parts per million, it actually starts to deteriorate the stonework around the pool.
1: Ah, so that's why people start saying that. That's why you don't want to use any,
0: that's why people with a lot of stonework tend to veer away from sulfate products. The other problem with it is with the salt cell, a high level of sulfates, sulfate level also problematic when you have a salt cell, although none of,
1: go ahead. I was just going to say it's, doesn't it cause it to scale more or just generically it shortens the life.
0: It shortens the life. Although all of the manufacturers state specifically that you do not want to use any sulfate products because sulfates will shorten the life of the cell, none of them actually give you an acceptable level of sulfates to contend with. So, I can't tell you what that number is. Just don't use the stuff and it won't be there. That's pretty much where they've left it.
1: So, that's like when you go to the doctor and you're like, doctor, it hurts when I do this. And then the doctor's like,
0: well, just don't do that. Pretty much. Pretty much. Cool. And the other thing that you should do is take a look at your county, municipalities, water quality report. There are things in there that you want to know about. Things that you don't test for on a regular basis, things that you don't have the means to test for, but it gives you an idea of what you're starting out with. And I'm not talking just metals.
1: It'll tell I'm you phosphates, silicates, and-
0: nitrates, phosphates. A whole slew of shit could tell you if there's magnesium in the filled water. That could explain how it got there.
1: Yeah. And copper. Didn't so we that's figure a possibility. out? Didn't we help out Heather by figuring out the copper? She had some copper in her. Correct. Source water. Or
0: with the city of Houston, when we were working with them, we determined that's that right. their their tap water straight from the city was the perfect environment. Not not a good environment for, but the perfect environment for mustard algae to grow in, so there's that too. So we should check these things. Now, the beauty of it is: is, is the there
1: mayonnaise algae? What I said is there mayonnaise algae.
0: Where are you going with this one?
1: I don't know. I was just being silly.
0: Okay. <laughs> there's white water mold, which oh, looks yeah, like it kind of does toilet paper. And then we have pink slime or pink algae, which is actually just white water mold that has picked up a bacteria that has a red color to it. Ew. It talks about it in the book. You know, the book.
1: Isn't that the same stuff that you see in your toilet? If you get a red ring in your toilet, it's the same
0: Maybe, maybe not, because there's two types of things that can give you a red ring. One of them doesn't even have to be in water, but the one that we deal with is the other kind. Ew. And it's actually very confused. People misname it a lot. They think it's the one when it's the other. I see. It's in the book.
1: I got you. Which book was that?
0: Why, that was the How to Get Rid of Swimming Pool Algae book, available on Amazon.com, written by your host, co-host, Rudy Stankwitz. Get your copy today.
1: Nice plug. Nice plug.
0: It's... (laughs) Well, gosh darn it, it is in there, and it goes into great detail, so I figured I would just share that. So, But all of those other things, the good thing about it, I was going to say, is like, you know what? If you're a pool service company, you take care of several counties, right? Pools Mm -hmm. in several counties, pools in a few counties, whatever. Some folks take care of pools just in one county. So pull the water quality report for that one county, and you'll know what everybody in that single county that's on city water is starting out with. It will give you a huge advantage in water treatment.
1: Now, you're still going to test individual source water at the houses?
0: The other thing that you you don't necessarily get is what was picked up in the plumbing from that Mm. specific house, which is always a possibility. Right. So I want to check that as well. And a lot of the things in that water quality report are just simply things we don't check for, but it wouldn't be bad for us to know about.
1: Yeah, it's a good idea.
0: I think it's genius. (laughs) (laughs) Well,
1: there you go. So calcium phosphate, didn't you say that that is very rare, actually very rare to encounter or not? Not
0: rare, but it's very hard to remove. And you would definitely know if that's what it was because it would be almost impossible to get rid of. It doesn't come off easily. I think a lot of people think they have calcium phosphate when, in in fact, it's just calcium carbonate. But the true test is the acid test. Unfortunately, that will not differentiate between calcium phosphate and calcium silicate, which is Mm. also a problem, which is also very hard to remove. But, again, back to the water quality report, it can tell you if your city is using silicates in the water supply. And usually, they're only doing that when... You have a city like Houston, where there was a lot of old lead plumbing used or a lot of lead plumbing used back in the day when they ran the pipes. And they do this because silicates will coat the inside of the plumbing. They also add phosphates for that same reason.
1: I was just going to say, I thought that's what they used phosphates for.
0: Orthophosphate and also silicates, both of them, which are, you know, both things that different types of algae need.
1: So, I have had some scale on. I saw, I had the spa that I used to do that I don't do anymore. It was separate from the pool and it was always heated. It was very hot all the time. And pH, it was salt, it was ran on salt. So, pH was high. Everything was high. And it had, it looked like a sheet of ice on the waterline tile, but the whole tile, like even under the water. And it was like this very thin crust layer, but it was very hard. Like I had to get a, um, I didn't use a hammer. I think I used like a wrench, you know, or like a small pair of channel locks. And I just like tapped it on there very gently. And, and it came off like big chunks of scale. I don't know how else to describe it. It was just a, a, like a, like sheet, like ice. It was like a, like Hmm. a, like just a thin layer of ice. Now I did a, um, I did a test where I put some of that scale into my phosphate test vial. Cause I use the, I use the natural chemistry, um, phosphate test kits. So I put, I got some of the scale in there and I did, A normal phosphate test with water from the tap, which I tested for phosphates first, and I tested it for everything else. And when I put the test, the powder, you know, the phosphate test powder in there, it turned completely like the darkest blue ever.
0: So it lit up.
1: Uh huh. So does that mean that that was calcium
0: phosphate, or it was some other type of calcium that absorbed some phosphate as well? Okay. We interrupt this podcast with breaking news. Natural Chemistry Pool Products will send a phosphate test kit free of charge to any pool professional that purchases a Natural Chemistry brand phosphate remover through distribution. For more information, contact your local NC brand's representative. Take a look at that water quality report because there are things that would be good for you to know about that you don't normally test for and that nobody does you could easily carry a silicate test kit, but who does?
1: That sounds like so much testing by the side of the pool. Sounds like fun, but to actually work, it would be a pain
0: in the ass. They're not horrendously priced.
1: You'd have to have the science guy go to every pool and just do a full like, chemistry workup.
0: I don't think so. I think it would just take a few minutes and you could do it yourself. And Mm -hmm. I think it is also something that you'd want to monitor over time because those levels build just like calcium. The only way to eliminate it is to drain and refill. So if water is constantly evaporating, you're constantly being left with more and more silicate behind that levels constantly increasing. So it is something that we should be concerned with.
1: All right. Here's a question for you. So the pool that I, the pool that I mentioned, that is all glass tile, that is, Mm -hmm. 14 feet deep. Now, some of the gold tiles that I was talking about have scaled randomly. Like, it's not in any pattern. You'll just look and, like, this one here will just be a white scale. All, like, and then this one here, will you can see it forming in the corners. It's all underwater. Now, I know the chemistry in the pool is bad, but what would cause that kind of scaling?
0: Dead spots. Uh,
1: But, like, just random tiles.
0: You mean one tile in the middle of six? Mm
1: Mm-hmm. And then then four tiles over, another one is scaled, and then...
0: Is there a difference in the texture of the tile?
1: No, it's all the same tile. Hmm. You can see it in the picture I sent you.
0: You know, I'm gonna have to get back to you on that one, because I don't know. Okay. Well, cause a single tile. I'm not a tile guy.
1: It was suggested that it's possible that it's tile not meant to be underwater. So if that's a thing, if anybody knows well, about I- that, you can let me know at talkingpools at com.
0: So it could be just backsplash tile? Possible. I'm not a tile guy. You know who the best person to ask is? I could ask
1: Jeff Hampy or Jimmy Reed, our friend.
0: Your um, fangirling yes episode. So there you go for Jimmy Reed. That was not for Jeff Hampi. Well, don't you get can, excited, you, Jeff. You, you.
1: <laughs> I'm going to ask both of them.
0: There you go. So let's do that, and we'll come back with the answer on the very next show. Yeah. Until then, I'm Rudy Stankwitz,
1: and I'm Thank Andrea Nanini. Interrupting Rudy. Ha ha ha. Sorry.
0: Andrea, interrupt us. Drink. Are you ready?
1: That was an accident. I thought you were going to stop talking. I'm sorry. For real, though. Anyway. You have this pause. You have this pause where, like, I feel like you're going to stop.
0: That's not the case at all. It Thank is. you for tuning in. We love you guys. <laughs> we appreciate you. Until next time, be good. Be safe.
1: Share us. Like us. Tell your friends. Tell your Tell your uncle's brother's uh, nephew's pool company about us. <laughs> Just kidding. Support our other shows. You know, we like that. You guys are pretty good at that, I think. So.
0: And no one's going to love you better than your first cousin. All right, let's move on from that. Oh, my God. All right. Yeah. <laughs> Bye. Next time. Bye.